You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Excited about today's episode. I don't know where you live in the world, but I can tell you that Florida decided that this quarantine thing was done a couple weeks after it started and that we needed to get back to normal life. Anyway, um, we kind of broke all those rules and uh, I'm making this episode just in time, if you will. This is the first time I've done an episode and released it the same day. So when this comes out, it means I recorded about 15 minutes before actually hitting the publish button. And that's because I'm realizing as we're kind of coming out of this pandemic and this quarantine and us in Jacksonville not coming out of this uh, curfew because of rioting. Um, crazy times we live in, first off. But uh, because of all these different things that are going on right now, um, I was kind of looking around to see what people are are talking about, what they're looking for. And that's something that I do on a regular basis. I want to see, okay, what does the world need? I want to be able to respond to that need. Well, I realized that people are really looking for how to build stronger friendships. And I wanted to talk about this because this is a topic that has really been um, very important in my life. And I'll give you a little bit of backstory on this before we jump into the the topic today, which again is how to build stronger friendships. Uh, For me personally, um, I was homeschooled growing up, as I've mentioned on here probably a couple times at least. And when you're homeschooled, if you're someone who went to public school or even private school or charter school, whatever it might be, here's the deal. Making friends is not as easy. Uh, Thankfully, I had brothers. I still have brothers. Um, uh, I had three younger brothers and I was able to have them as my friends. We met some of the kids in the neighborhood and things like that. But in general, meeting friends, hanging out with people is not quite the same because you don't get that interaction as much. So for me, the friends that I had growing up that I met in the neighborhoods and things like that and other homeschool kids, you know, the weird ones, um, we, we kind of built our friendships around that. But when I hit my late teens after high school and into my early 20s even, I, I quickly realized that they were different than me. I wanted to live my life for Christ and I wanted to live for Jesus first. And that wasn't necessarily the direction that these other people were going in. I'm not saying anything bad about these people. As a matter of fact, most of them have actually really uh, stepped into their relationship with God big time in bigger ways than even I have at times. So I'm thankful for that. But I went through this season where it was kind of just me and I needed to kind of push people away in a nice way. I didn't tell anyone I couldn't hang out with them or anything like that. I just kind of distanced myself. I'll never forget one day I woke up um, lived alone at this point, And it was like a Saturday morning. And I, I don't know why I just had this realization. I'm like, I'm, I'm alone. I'm a lonely person. Uh, I realized I didn't have strong friendships in my life. And at that time is when I decided, you know what, I'm going to seek out actually making more friends in my life. And I don't know if that speaks to you or where you're at. But the truth is the people that you surround yourself with are the people that you're going to end up being like, so I know there's that old saying that the five people you spend your time with is who you're going to end up being like. You're kind of like a, a um, an average of those five people. Here's the deal. I found that to be very true in my life. And I want you to think about that as well. Like who are you actually spending your time with? Who are you around? And I know like we live in a world now where everyone is looking to build stronger friendships because we feel like we haven't had friends in our lives uh, for such a long time. If you've been in a, in a state or Uh, country even that is been quarantining it's been difficult right now and something that all of us have realized at this point is that online connection is not nearly as powerful or the same at all as in-person true connectivity 
And I'm not going to talk too much about this, but just for a quick second, I'm just going to touch on social media. It truly has turned us into more of a mindset and having a mindset of total number of digital acquaintances instead of actual true connection and friendship. Uh, And I've seen this true so many times. People get really attached to, okay, how many friends do I have on Facebook? And how many followers do I have on Instagram? And is is my LinkedIn audience growing? And it really is a dangerous thing to do because the truth is you can have all of the fans, all the followers, uh, all the friends on social media in the world and not actually have any real authentic relationships in your life. So if that's something that you've been struggling with and I've been through that season myself, you have to first realize that that is not the same. That is not true friendship. That is not how you develop strong friendships. You cannot develop a strong friendship online. I know some people don't agree with that. I have people that I consider to be close friends that I met online, but the truth is you have to actually meet in person. We'll get into that in a few minutes here. So I need you to think about that as we're coming out again of a quarantine, it's time to start getting back in front of people. And I talked about that last month as well. I know that actually upset quite a few people because I got emails and things like that about it, but um, it's time to get back to in-person interaction. God made us to do that. That's extremely important. God said it's not good for man to be alone. He didn't say it's not good for man to not have a woman. He said it's not good for man to be alone. He knew that there was going to be power and community and us being able to have friendships and relationships together. So anyway, there we go. That's everything out of the way now. Now I'm going to jump into the meat of this thing. Are you guys ready for this? I'm going to get into these five points for building stronger friendships. Now, right before I do that, I want to mention the best place to meet new people because a lot of people are going to ask, and I always get this question, Alex, how do you meet people? How have you been able to make friends in your life? Here's the deal. I'm so thankful today. Fast forward. I'm going to skip like tons of years in between what I was just talking about, my early 20s, my late teens. Uh, Fast forward a few years. I've really been able to figure out how to build strong friendships in my life. And I'm so, so thankful for this. I had people that were seeking me out, people that really helped me along the way with this. And over the years, I've really figured figured it out, if you will. Uh, Obviously, still learning and growing in that. But I'm extremely blessed to just have an unbelievable network of friends and people that I can trust with anything. Um, man, the friendships in my life, I'll tell you what, I am the man I am today because of the people that I have in my life. I'm so thankful for each of them. I found out though that the best places to meet people are not bars. Uh, They're not random places like the beach or anything like that. The best place I found to meet people isn't even church. Hello. (laughs) The best place I found to actually meet people is small groups. Uh, And for me, that's church small groups. Now, here's the deal. I know that there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast that aren't Christian. They just want to hear the perspective. You do not have to be a Christian to go to a small group. And I'll give you a quick story on that. I had one guy who came to my small group for a couple of years. One of his first weeks, he told me, I was was leading the group at that time. He's like, hey, Alex, I have no desire to be a Christian. I know all about it. I don't think that that's for me at all. But I really want to make some good friends. I know that Christians make for great friends. I was kind of blown away. I was like, what on earth is this guy? What does this mean? You know, but uh, he actually, you know, I believe later on in his life um, that he's going to actually come to know Christ. But for right now, he just surrounds himself with Christian people because he said they make for great friends. So uh, really interesting. But um, you, you, again, you don't have to be a Christian to go to church small groups. I do highly recommend you go to those. If, if not, if you're, you know, like really uncomfortable with that, then go to meetup.com or find some sort of local focus group that is on the same topic of something that really interests you. Meet people that are similar to you. Getting again in a group setting is absolutely the best way to meet people. So there we go. That is the key. Um, and then one more thing here. Uh, y- you have to talk to people. 
I know it's uncomfortable, but you have to be the one to talk to people. You can't just say, well, I went to this, this group and no one talked to me. You have to be the one to say something. Uh, it's funny because I work in the business world and this cracks me up. You have like literally, there is zero buy into this. Like if you talk to someone, they just don't want to talk to you, fine. The only thing that you maybe have to put up with for a little bit is just your ego getting hurt or the embarrassment of it or maybe just feeling uncomfortable for a little bit. But like in the business world, if you make a decision, it doesn't work and cost you like thousands of hours and millions of dollars. It's just funny that like people won't step out and just try to talk to people. And I was that way for a while. I had to get out of that comfort zone um, because it is tough. But here's the deal. It is going to be uncomfortable to make friends. I can tell you that right now. You have to step out of your comfort zone. I'm a big time extrovert. I love being around people, love meeting people, but it is not always comfortable. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable for these five steps to work. So with that said, go for it is my ultimate recommendation there. Go for it. Just step out of your comfort zone and talk to people, meet them. You never know. You might just make a friend or two. So here's the deal. Now we're going to jump into building stronger friendships. Here's my five points today. Number one, seek first to be a friend. The best thing that you can do is be a friend to somebody else. Uh, I hear all the time, well, this person never invites me out or, you know, they never want to, they never call me or anything like that. And I always ask people like, what are you doing to add value to that person's life? How are you actually being a friend? Are you inviting them out? Are you picking up the phone to shoot them a text? Are you actually spending time with them in person and asking them great questions and things like that to be that friend in their life? There is a limit. There might be some people that are just true takers and they're not really friends and you have to actually know that. If someone's just taking from you, that's not a true friendship. But if you have to do a little bit of the seeking ahead of time, do it. Be proactive in this area. So again, number one is seek first to be a friend. Number two is to become a great conversationalist. Um, as somebody who interviews people on podcasts, uh, on my other podcast, Creating a Brand, um, I have developed uh, the ability to ask powerful questions and also be a great listener. And I can tell you right now, this has helped me so much in my friendships because I can ask questions that people really want to answer and even need to answer, maybe don't realize it, and at the same time, listen for what they're really saying, not necessarily the words that are coming out of their mouth. And that's a skill. That's something that you have to learn over time. But becoming a great conversationalist, just really two things. Ask great questions is the first thing. And the second thing is listen to understand, not to respond. Listen to understand, not to respond. If you get one thing out of this today, let it be this. Listen to understand, not to respond. And what that means is when somebody's talking, don't be already thinking about what you're going to say back. Don't be already just like, okay, hurry up and stop talking so I can talk next. Listen to understand, and if you don't understand, ask more questions. A, a great question often has leads into three or four other questions to make sure that you truly understand. You'd be surprised what you can learn, but also people want to, they want to be heard. People want to feel like they're truly in a conversation, not just getting talked over, or there's just, you know, you waiting for your turn to talk, basically. Um, so really think about that. Number two, be a great conversationalist. Number three is to be an encouragement. I'll tell you what, if you wanted to build stronger friendships in your life, this is the point that you need to get. Uh, encouragement is the catalyst for change in your life and in someone else's life. Here's, here's something about me. I have a friend, his name's Dave, Dave Wenrick. He probably listens to this podcast. Maybe not though. We'll find out now. He'll probably mention if I, if I just called him out like that. Uh, this guy is an incredible encouragement. And I actually learned this skill from him. He was calling things out of me, skills that I had that everybody could see apparently that I couldn't see because I was just too close to myself, you know, in my own skin, right? 
but he was being an encouragement like Alex you're so great at connecting people and Alex you're so great at building structures these are things that I didn't realize about myself and everyone's like are you kidding Alex how did you not realize that's like what you're great at but here's the deal no one was encouraging me encouraging me in them and I was again inside my own skin and couldn't really see that but when he was like hey you're great at you know building community and connecting people I was like well, I actually am pretty good at that. I never really thought about it, but it immediately encouraged me, made me feel great about myself. It kind of was like re, you know, encouraging me and building myself and building me up. Um, and again, if you want to build stronger friendships, be that encouragement in people's life because guess what? People are going to want to hang out with you if you're encouraging them. If they feel better after leaving hanging out with you than before they, than before they saw you, that is going to be a huge win. So think about that. Number three is to be an encouragement. Number four is to get past face value communication. This is probably the biggest threat to friendships that we have in the world right now. Um, Face value is becoming the standard because it's what social media has set and even movies and TV. There's not a lot of depth in conversations any longer uh, or in any form of communication really. It's just more about that face value. Uh, I've spent time with groups of friends and realized that after just a few hours, there was no meaningful conversation that happened. Sure, it was a lot of fun, and there are times for that, but at the end of the day, I didn't get to know anybody on a deeper level. And that's why I don't always hang out in group settings. As much as I love being around a crowd, sometimes I know that that one-on-one interaction is so important because you can get past the face value. Now, I'm gonna give a quick disclaimer on this point here. Don't be the person that makes every conversation super intense wherever you are because people will not wanna hang out with you. And I am speaking 100% from experience on this one. You want to make sure that you're, you know, you're letting the light moments happen, letting the fun happen. But when the opportunity presents itself, every now and then it's important to make sure that you are, that you know your friends and that you get into a deep conversation. Here's a recent example. I had a friend recently I was talking to and during our conversation, I, I just had the opportunity to make it a little bit deeper to get past face value. And I just asked a very uncomfortable question. I asked, does your parents divorce still bother you? And obviously, I got like a blank stare, like, whoa, did he just ask me this question? And, and then I, I kind of followed up with like, how'd your siblings take it? Like, I know that you're kind of the, the strongest out of all of them um, from an emotional standpoint. And, uh, you know, I asked things like that. And I said, it's a lot of pressure for you to be in that place, isn't it? You know, this conversation lasted about 30 minutes. And there was even some tears involved in this conversation because it was pretty intense. But it was a very deep conversation. And by the end of it, this individual said, Alex, thank you so much for asking these questions. I've actually never had the opportunity to talk about this. Here's the deal. People don't have that opportunity if you're always at face value, if it's always just fun, always just smiles, always just laughs. I learned this last year that people are struggling. Everyone is struggling with something. If you give them the opportunity to actually vent a little bit and talk about it, that's developing a really deep friendship right there. So again, number four, getting past face value communication. And that's, that's an intense one, I know, but I'm telling you that's so important, uh, especially in the world we live in today where it's becoming more and more face value. People need that depth if they're going to grow and it's gonna help you as well. On to my last point, number five, do something meaningful together. If you wanna build lifelong memories and friendships, this is how you do it. You have to do something meaningful together. This could be playing a sport together on an organized team, uh, going on a missions trip together, being part of a, a church small group or a church startup of some sort, anything that is memorable for you is what is meaningful to do together. And again, when you're thinking about your life, what are the things that you remember? Just think back. What are the things that you remember? Who were you with? If you can recreate some of those moments, I'm not saying do the same thing, but find something again that speaks to you. 
Some people, it's simpler than others. For me, it's something as simple as a beach day. I feel like I remember every beach day I ever go to, like going out there, playing games together, leaving. It's usually me and my wife driving home. We're like, man, that was such a fun day. Like we had great time. We always invite friends out and that's doing something meaningful together. When you do that, it creates lifelong memories and that's how lifelong friendships are born and created. And lifelong friendships are something that I'm so thankful to have in my life. And it all comes back to this, do something meaningful together. So plan a trip, be the person that creates those moments for people. And I'm telling you what, you'll be so thankful that you do this. If I can leave you with one final perspective about meeting people and building lifelong relationships, it's gonna be this. Um, It's a journey and a learning experience for you. Building relationships, lifelong friendships, all those things, it is a learning experience for you. You are always gonna be growing and changing and your very definition of friendship is actually gonna change over years as your personality changes, as you continue to grow. And if I can give you some advice on this, it's that don't force friendships and don't force friendships to stay intact either. Uh, Never burn a bridge, but if a time comes where you and somebody are just parting ways, that is okay. Uh, you'll always maybe have that memory of that person. And you know, it sounds sad because I'm a guy who li- just wishes all friendships could last forever. That, that truly is me. But there's times in my life where I've just had to let people go and it's, it's tough. But here's the thing, like if you wanna continue to build those relationships, the ones that are really mattering in your life, it matters where you are and where they are. If you are going down different paths and going different ways, it's okay to part ways. And don't make the, the assumption that every relationship and every friendship has to be a lifelong one. They're not always like that. Some are just for seasons and that's okay as well. But here's the thing, if you continue to grow and enjoy your journey and make it a learning experience, you will continue to have the right friendships in your life at the right time. So again, these are my five points here and this is such an important topic right now as people are really asking about it. I'm seeing like the search engine trends uh, really increase. People are like actually doing Google searches for how to build stronger friendships. So I wanna make sure I talked about it. And this is completely from a Christian perspective. Everything I pulled today is from biblical principles I was able to find over years. Remember there was those years of like Alex having no friends. Um, those were the times when I was really digging into the, the word and the scripture and on what good friendship looked like. So again, those five points are to seek first to be a friend, become a great conversationalist, be an encouragement, getting past the face value communication and doing something meaningful together. Um, so uh, again, this is such an uh, important topic right now. I hope this really added value to your life today. Uh, I wanna end with a question. I'd love to hear your answer. What action has helped you build stronger friendships in your life that we didn't talk about today? I'd personally love to learn from you as well. And if you just go to dailyps.com, you'll be able to click on the podcast section. You can actually leave a comment on this very post so I can actually learn from you and we can learn from one another. Let's definitely have a conversation about this here. So everyone, I'm so excited that we're moving into summer. I feel like it's a great time to build relationships as we're coming out of quarantine from a global perspective as well. Uh, Man, this is going to be a good season. I'm believing that you are going to build stronger friendships than you ever have before. With that said, I want to encourage you to be excited and expectant when it comes to friendships in your life. And I believe that you are really going to see some increase in this area. And I'm believing for each and every one of you to really just have a major shift in your life in the area of friendships. Uh, That is my prayer for each and every one of you this month. So thank you for listening. I hope that y'all are having a great start to summer. I'm looking forward to bringing another episode next month. Thank you again for listening to the Good Christian Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. This really helps us to continue to impact and reach more people. I'm looking forward to bringing another episode next month, but until then, remember that friendships will help you continue to excel in life.